Arts of Spirituality podcast. This is your host, Myra. This podcast takes us on a journey to finding new ways of spirituality that can help us ascend to our higher self and be one with the universe. Hi friends, today we're going to be talking to Alex Davila on Awakenings. So I met Alex um, because he's actually a family member of mine. Um, he's my husband's cousin, so that's how I met Alex. And I think it was like instantaneously we knew that we were both spiritual and it was like right off the bat, like, hey, I'm going to have a good conversation with this person. So I brought him on board. He was one of the the few people that I had in mind to bring on the episode because his knowledge in spirituality and I'm actually really intrigued by the way that he actually woke up. I've heard stories from other people of how his spiritual awakening was, but I never really actually asked him how his spiritual awakening was. And I was saving this moment and savoring it just for this very second or this very moment to bring him on, on board to the podcast. Hi, Alex. How are you? Pretty good. It's a good morning today. Yeah, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's a pleasure. The spiritual methods that you have studied can can bring knowledge to those who are seeking new ways of spiritually awakening. So I'm excited. I hope that I hope you feel the same way. I hope you want to join on board for a couple more episodes. Yeah, this, this I mean, this material is very it's hype. You know, to me, when it comes down to spirituality, we're discussing consciousness. We're discussing uh, personal transformation, and I literally treat this material just the way individuals would treat like a video game, like an RPG, if you're familiar with those type of video games where you are able to create an avatar or a character and then you're just able to modify that character by their qualities and you're able to uh, equip them with certain character qualities that's going to amplify certain character elements and at the end of the day you're going to create this particular character who's going to now navigate this world as best as they can to manifest the best possible storyline and by the end of the video game hope to God that that story is freaking dope (laughs) it's funny how you mention it and you tie it into um gaming world because sometimes when i do explain to people what it is that you sign up for when when you're in the astrology realm and you're coming down into the earth you already have signed up for the things that you signed up for so it's it's funny that you mention it as like a gaming system because you create your avatar so you create who you are the personality that you have and once you're here you have your mission so once you complete the mission you have become to or you achieve a different level but if you don't achieve that level then you have to come back and then you can redo the actual process and redo the actual avatar and kind of modify the mission because you weren't able to accomplish the mission i feel like that's the best explanation that you could give you create your own avatar you create the the mission and your goal is this achieve it or you have to start all over on a new life right like uh, some of the greatest minds of today's day, uh, the people that created Apple or the individuals that created the automobile or a lot of the awesome technology that we use today, I think a lot of these people have a good understanding of reality and how it works. You know, a lot of quantum physicists and things like that are theorizing. Uh, I'm not sure you're familiar with like the, the simulation theory where they're discussing what reality is, which is it's basically like a bunch of atoms and protons all vibrating at different frequencies and manifesting everything that we see in today's day, almost like a hologram. 
So if that's the case, we probably are living almost like in a video game-like reality, and that's probably what it is, you know, we're just like spiritual beings continuously manifesting in this video game world to live it for whatever purpose. The Matrix, right? <laughs> yeah, the Matrix, basically. Yeah. Um, so, Alex, tell us a little bit about your awakening, because I'm kind of intrigued, like I mentioned, to actually hear it firsthand by you, because I've heard stories by, you know, your aunts and your cousins about what you went through, and it, it's always like bits and pieces, but it's never like, when people narrate your life, it's not the same as the actual author saying what actually happened. It's interesting, because uh, the family really came through... Um, I know like before 2005, you know, of course, we we're all very conscious of one another. We love each other. Family is very much uh, bonded for life, but we don't particularly focus on each other's story until like real traumatic events come through. So in 2005, it seems like I got very connected with family in a way that I never really got connected with them before. But uh, I mean, before 2005, I was raised Catholic. Um, you know, growing up Catholic, I always felt like religion was very imposed on me. So I grew up kind of like resent, resentful of religion. And my mom always like uh, fed my innate curiosity with the paranormal, with her whole ghost stories. Like as early as I can remember, she shared with me this interesting ghost story of like, which blew my mind as a kid. Because to me, what my mom basically just told me was, uh, when you die, you still exist. Uh, when I was a kid, she told me. She was at a church playing with a bunch of children and um, she said that they would play and that this older woman would come out and play with them uh, and they would repeatedly go to this church and play with this woman except one day they noticed that one of the kids started screaming because she said that woman has no feet. Oh wow. And when my mom saw that that woman had no feet, she just like the woman ran into the back of the church and just was peeking out at them almost as if she was discovered and they just never went back to that church again. So. Since then, my mom always had this curiosity about the afterlife and uh, continued existence. And that always just kind of continued on with me growing up. The paranormal became huge. I would get into like TV shows like uh, in the 90s, it was like this big show called The Sightings. I loved that show because it would explore not only the, the paranormal, it explored. It introduced me to ufology, which is the study of UFOs and aliens. And I, I got huge into that. Um, angels and just a myriad of just odd topics cryptozoology and things like that so all that stuff kind of just uh like simmered in my mind throughout the years and it, it not only simmered in my mind it also questioned a lot of what religion was always imparting because i always wondered like why doesn't religion discuss these topics why is it that we never hear like I, would, I, I, I like going to church and I love hearing the choir and I love hearing what the pastor is speaking, these, these awesome messages that are very uplifting and such. Um, they didn't really care too much about the rituals and things like that that they practiced. I mean, it's nice and all, but I wanted to hear something that's really going to like build this giant picture of what the whole world is and what beyond this planet, what's going on out there. Like, tell me about the aliens. Got, uh, yeah, hey, priest. Tell me about these UFOs. Tell me about these aliens. What's that all about? You know, like, ghost. What's that all about? When um, uh, 2005 finally hit, I had, like, a, a, a surgery at the time. I was going through a lot of, like, you know, teenage stressful stuff that many of us probably deal with, uh, heavy emotional things and whatnot. Um, 2005 hit. I was ready in my mid-20s, uh, and health things came about 
obviously as a result of those heavy levels of stress um, they do wear down on your physiology just like an automobile wear and tear and things and uh, I needed a surgery and as a result of that surgery there was a bit of malpractice there at the time um, I was rushed to the hospital uh, after the surgery due to that uh, medical malpractice in basically a near-death and in my near-death experience is when I started kind of uh, awakening to the bigger picture something beyond me because before then never really have I ever prayed to God with with an intention of like I'm speaking to a consciousness that really is separate of my own and exists like with with uh, like recognizing with respect that this consciousness is real and at the same time I was filled with guilt at the same time too because ooh, all my life uh, I've always kind of like loosely held the belief in something greater than me but I've never truly asked or communicated or reached out but here I'm dying and all of a sudden I'm all like praying to God hey help me out hey brother help me out you know like all this time I, I don't regard you I don't feel gratitude for you but now I'm dying help and um, do me a solid yeah do me a solid real quick and I felt terrible and um, but ever since then yeah, like I said you know the family came through and everybody lifted my spirit up and it, it's funny like um, when I reflect on that time period because I do remember um the, the time when because um, I, I, I like to reflect sometimes when I go back to that day um, not so much to play the violin for myself but just to kind of analyze my psychology that in the moment of my uh, uh, of, of my demise I was rushing through my mind to pick up whatever thoughts that I could to keep myself going I wasn't ready to go I wanted to keep going so my thoughts were already planning for what am I going to do next week what am I going to do next month and I'm looking at my body because at the time I was dealing with what was called the hypocalcemia and that's basically like a condition where your body is literally deprived of calcium so you're I was literally stuck in like a rigor mortis kind of state and uh, my lungs were shutting down I couldn't breathe much and uh, so the whole time I'm like uh, looking at my hands like how am I gonna play video games with my arms looking like this you know, how am I going to go into the public looking like, like, you know, stuck like this? You know, I'm just going to have to cope with it. But nevertheless, from that point on, I started becoming a little more God conscious now. And um, it was only, I considered that time period more of a, even though the experience was heavy, kind of like a soft core awakening because I didn't really hit it that hard. You know, I, I, I became conscious that I needed to take this stuff more serious. I wasn't really jumping into it like I should have until like 2010-ish. I had just gotten out of a uh, romantic relationship and at that point in the midst of me attempting to make that relationship work, I decided I needed to not only learn about psychology, which to me became uh, kind of like one of the backbones to understanding um, my mental health, um, what makes us us. And it, it also kind of just catapulted me into uh, spirituality again. And uh, at that point, um, as I started digging into spirituality and bettering myself, because walking away from that relationship was was a bit like, you know, I think we go into romantic relationships desiring one thing. And when we leave them, we, we strip ourselves of so much 
identification that you're kind of having to start from ground one back up from that point on. Um, when I left that point, I was already minded to to start expanding at the time because I, I started getting involved in like sp the spiritual community and spiritual material. I was exposed to documentaries like The Secret and um, What the Bleep Do We Know. I read a book called uh, Conversations with God, so the, the author, Neil Donald Walsh. Um, I had attended one of his uh, lectures and I was exposing myself to a lot of the material and what I was gathering at the time was that uh, I needed to expand my consciousness. Like, What does that mean? Uh, ultimately what I gather from it is just expanding your awareness for what purpose? Uh, just to ultimately uh, enrich, your, 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 enrich your being, enrich yourself so that you can manifest the best possible life that you can manifest. So I, I started that process at that point with, ser with seriousness. So walking away from that experience, I started now looking into uh, materials such as, uh, and by, mind you, at the time, uh, that was the intention. But I always had that curiosity of the paranormal, UFOs, the aliens. You know, I, I wanted, I, I loved that material. And it came, that, that interest came back with a passion. Uh, because as I was looking into spirituality for my own good, these same people that were discussing spirituality, some of them were talking about these topics too, which I was like, whoa, wait, what? What, what, what do aliens got to do with this? What, what, what do past lives got to do with this? What's, what? So I started looking into uh, like past lives. I, I, I looked into Dolores Cannon, for example. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, actually, you are familiar with her. Dolores Cannon is amazing. Uh, Brian L. Weiss, these are like uh, hypnotherapists, uh, psychiatrists who will just bring your consciousness, your memory, your mind back, not only to your childhood, but beyond this life. Um, start looking into astral projection, the idea of astral projection. What the? You can literally bring your consciousness out of your body and experience realities beyond this third, three-dimensional reality. That sounds ridiculous but apparently it's a real phenomena um, and then of course ghost and the paranormal uh, people like Joshua P Warren is uh, he's like an author he discusses a lot of mind matter uh, energy kind of connections and he just digs into the paranormal but from a scientific standpoint because my thing is always like I love looking into this material but at the time I wanted to dig into it with a very nuts and bolts practicality kind of uh, approach because not only do I want to understand this stuff I want to share this information with people in such a way where it is not ridiculed like to me I started recognizing that this reality is real the paranormal is much more normal than paranormal uh, I think many of us experience these things and we brush it off because it doesn't really match with what our real or our um, view of reality is. And it's only when I started, uh, uh, when I've developed enough of what I felt comfort with my spiritual view, I started kind of deciding what's the next step. There's a, there's a, um, there's a component to spirituality that is very practical. Like um, when I looked into spirituality, I, I had to like kind of consider what is spirituality. You know, um, when you look.
look at the the origin of the word spirit the term spirit comes from the Greeks uh, at, which at the time they actually used the word pneuma and it was referring to uh, breath which is interesting because oftentimes you'll hear in Bible uh, when God created humans or man or woman um, he in he, he put into them the breath quote-unquote the breath of life into them uh, the Greeks used the word spirit and they referred to it as breath but they also referred to it as psyche duality at the end of words means to build uh, to come far from darkness towards light so that's kind of interesting when you consider the combination of spirit and duality together it's kind of like you're developing an understanding of psyche so to me it almost just kind of felt like all along perhaps religions from ancient days until today or probably just old psychology so when I approached spirituality I tried to approach it just from that angle however beyond that there is that mystical aspect these are just parts of spirituality that cannot be explained by science there is no conventional way of understanding these things and there probably never will I feel like we we think that um people like cavemen were so naive to all the things that we actually learned throughout the years. But in all technicality, when it comes to spirituality, they were beyond their years or beyond us right now because they were completely in tune with all the energies that they had around them. It wasn't just like, but they had so much sense to their actual beliefs and our minds just evolved into it being what it is because we started thinking what's the rational thing what is how can we explain it if we can't explain it then it doesn't exist and i feel like a part of me also still feels that way where i have to make sense of what i'm dealing with but once i once i dig into it and once i actually um go look up the actual meanings of things and make an educated decision then i'm able to see like okay that does make sense because technically scientifically it kind of makes sense an interesting thought in my head when you were uh, indicating the um, the ancient people and what they would uh, claim to see or anything like that because uh, from a psychological grounded mind st uh, mindset people would say that well, these people were just drawing imaginations or whatever no, half the time these uh, Native Americans or these cavemen they were drawing things uh, coming from the stars for example they called them star people they called them this and that no, they were, and then they, they not only did they uh, draw the stars and like the vines coming down to the earth, they drew these inhabitants, these occupants of these these flying craft or whatever, and they weren't imagining those people. They saw, they were drawing exactly what they saw. There was no imagination. Yeah, and and the most intriguing part about that that makes you question the the actual consciousness that they had is that you see that everywhere so you could see it like you mentioned in greece and then you could see it in egypt and then you could see it right in mexico and in china and it's all the same thing so how did this consciousness go from egypt to mexico to china to you know like unless they actually traveled but at the time it didn't seem like they had uh, a way of traveling in order for them to actually connect with each other unless they were connecting with a different source, you know, the subconscious, the, the collectiveness. That's what blows my mind when you look into these materials is when you find the correlations between uh, civilizations or uh, certain materials or different languages or different cultures, 
they had no way or no means of connecting but they're all saying the same exact thing that's when you start looking at spirituality a little bit more serious or you know these certain topics a little bit more serious um i'm, I'm reminded of like cases of uh like past life regret there's been past life cases of individuals uh who were regressed back to the days of aramaic and these particular individuals had no way no exposure at all throughout their life in fact they're not religious at all and here they are now through during a hypno regression uh session speaking literal aramaic now the hypno regressionist may not even recognize the language is spoken at the moment but when they start accumulating enough data from this patient like the language you're speaking the landmarks that they're details about culture life and things like that and they provide those details to a specialist and they receive from that specialist like yes the language is aramaic this is the way they dress this are the landmarks and this this is from from that particular place and blah 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 and they start validating that this individual has no awareness of that place and time or details knows these things they even know the damn language like how do you explain that uh, it, there's really no way of truly making sense of how they can explain that it also makes you think about like how how do they choose um the the dalai lama I, i've heard stories about how uh, they predict the reincarnation of a dalai lama and when they finally um choose a child the way they test these children is that they the, the prior dalai lama had like a favorite toy as a child and they present each kid with this toy and the right child will remember exactly what that toy is and how it was played with and blah 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 and that's how they or how it was hidden where it was placed at yeah, yeah definitely it's just odd yeah so i feel like spiritual awakenings are being triggered by your curious mind like you get very curious into like oh i i woke up from this like for example with you you had a near-death experience and then it brought you into a lot more into the consciousness um finding a bigger source or the higher source right being connected to the higher source then from there it kind of like evolved into being more curious about if this is true then there's much more truth to this so it kind of brought you to all these curiosities and brought you to new consciousness because the way that i feel about spiritual awakenings is like basis so like the more you learn about spirituality the more you understand your actual life so with me it's like and i think this is why i i wanted the podcast to be very generalized every single time i study whatever it is it brings me into like oh, that makes sense because in actual 3D world, this is how it is. So this is where, where it's going. Not too long ago, I started studying the human design. In the actual human design, it tells you a lot about how you actually manifest things and how you actually can achieve certain things based on your, your actual human design. And that was like a whole nother level of what I needed to achieve because now I don't manifest like actually putting the intention. I wait for the universe. I am considered a, a generator. So a generator like has to wait for cues on the universe versus like actually like saying, I want this. Tell the universe what you want and wait for the opportunity that the universe gives you and then just take advantage of every opportunity that you get. So that's that's kind of like how i feel about the the awakening like every step that you take makes you understand one little bit about your mission in life right and then you go on and, and so forth 
So I think that's just spirituality. It's like tools that you get or you you're being given in order to deal with the things that you're you're getting. Like, you know, like we talk about video games in this is episode, right? It's like getting that star in Mario Bros. or that mushroom in <laughs> Mario Bros. Like, yes, I just love those yeah. up. Like, spiritual awakening is in phases, I believe, and then eventually you you find what really resonates with you and what actually um, makes you feel whole. Human design helped me understand um, a concept of me. So I, I think like just digging into a lot of things like. I'm sure. I'm sure with you, you you found a lot of uh, truth, your truth, in many different forms of spirituality, not just one. I mean, I heard you mention several several of them now. Like you're still very in tune with your Christianity, but it, you're also seeing a lot of different concepts in different things because Christianity is like a bubble. Like it, it's just not the full bubble bath, I guess you could say. You know, so it's um. And then it's very closed off. Like it's only like what the priest or the Vatican is telling you that you need to believe in or how they're approaching certain scenarios. Because to me, I question everything, even even the beliefs that I am in now, I have to actually question what and why. So not everything in that religion applies to me and not everything in that religion um, is, is a concept. But I'm in a religion that allows the spirituality to grow it's not it doesn't limit you to the spirituality so you're able to like say well um i resonate with this as well are you guys okay with me doing such a thing yeah definitely and i think that's how religion should be it should be very open it shouldn't be like a close thing like you could only believe in this because let's be real we we have different needs we have different paths we have different um, things that we have to address in this lifetime and it's like trying to um, nail something to the wall with a wrench you know you don't have the tool necessary to have that hammer or even the idea of actually getting a hammer to actually hit the You're nail on point with it um, I, I, religion is an awesome topic I've looked into that also I think and in, in when it comes down to uh, spiritual awakening um, depending on the depth of how deep people want to go with their uh, personal development they will look into whatever they feel is relative to their life and for me religion was one of them because I, I was as I indicated earlier I was raised Catholic and I I was resentful of religion for a long time I felt like it was very much imposed uh, there were many uh, aspects of religion that made me feel guilted or restricted from aspects of reality that are very much normal and are held as tab like very taboo but religion growing up felt very opposed and restrictive so as a grown-up I had to look at like what is it about religions that make us feel this way and ultimately what is the nature of religion so I ended up realizing in my very own way that it seems like throughout all religions they're all discussing just that uh, spirituality in in my view religions are just ancient psychology being discussed in their very own ways I think the problem becomes the fact that each house of religion uh, crystallizes their own developed understanding of what spirituality is and says this is the right way if you don't believe this way and you believe that way or this other way then you're gonna go to hell <laughs> you're gonna be condemned you're not right 
and that makes people psychologically confused and uh, just uh, just messed up, and I, that's that's wrong for me. Um, what I've come to accept as a grown-up is that if you look into the different religions, they all have the same message, but it's spoken in such different elaborate ways that it just kind of helps grandeurize the picture. The picture is so huge that it really even can't fully be conceptualized by human language and, and, and thought, but they do their best. And if we can take from each house of religion what we can to help us manifest the best humanitarianist that we can to manifest our best life, that's all that matters. It don't matter if, uh, if you worship whatever you want to worship. If you are a good human out here doing what you do, uh, treating people as you would like to be treated and you're not out here contributing to toxicity uh, the same toxicity you complain about in the world then what business is it of mine or another human to judge another for what they believe in if they are living they're basically uh, manifesting their own personal heaven you know so that's that's my view on religion or at least what I've developed at, at, at this point of stage in my life unfortunately it's like it's like they say you know uh fear sells so the more people fear certain thing like okay if you don't believe in this religion you're gonna go to hell like you said right unfortunately that sells because everyone's so fearful of being in hell but the way that i see it, if you're not a good human being and you don't accomplish your mission in life because sometimes they say right if you do no harm then you should be fine but i feel like that's not not quite the the case because it's like it's like saying well i saw someone getting beat up but because it wasn't me who did it i'm okay well did you do anything to prevent it did you do actual something to actually make that person whole or whatever the case is like were you brave enough that's what it comes down to you being a decent human being doesn't mean that you should not do any harm or it, sh it means that you should do good you should be a good person the concept about heaven and hell it's like okay you're gonna go to an actual uh place that is hell well it not necessarily it's just into a lower room which is not hell but it, it's a dimension it's an actual dimension so i remember reading the bible when i started having my spiritual awakening because just like yourself in my spiritual awakening, it almost felt like I needed to be connected with higher source because that's the first thing we we are brought to, right? That the ultimate higher source is the one that is is your ultimate protector. Now, like I, I feel like because a lot of people are waking up now, all the people that woke up in, you know, like yourself, like in the 2010s, 2000, 2005s, like around that period, everyone who woke up then, is now becoming mentors to the people who are, are freshly waking up because the people that are waking up now are just very, they're very open to the idea that something could be wrong. You know, back in the day when I was waking up, there was, that was, it was a sin to say that your Bible was wrong. The word sin, when used in religious context, uh, was something interesting that came up to me when I was doing my own spiritual work. And that's another... Um, like when you're uh, reading the Bible or any old type of scriptures, I think it is, it's great to have a healthy level of skepticism and question everything because uh, many times a lot of things are lost in translation. We don't 
we don't stop to think about what we're digesting if it truly is you know like when you think about food you think about whether it's organic or what the quality of the food is we don't apply those same that same mindset to literature so when you're reading literature how organic really is that literature and uh, what I'm referring to is is that translation accurate and the Bible for example has been translated not only in languages but like King King James for example at one point like heavily modified a lot of the book itself there's many books that are missing from the Bible also like the book of Enoch that's supposed to be one of the early books of the Bible that was just cut out a long time ago for unknown reasons um, time there's just so much information that's lost in time but also in translation so we can't fully take for face value what we're reading in the Bible not to say okay throw it all away don't believe it but um, what I like to do is I like to look at some of these words and look at their origins. So like sin, for example, uh, was originated from the Greeks and that was referred to as uh, like an archery. So whenever they use the word sin, it was a word used in archery that meant uh, you missed a mark. So whenever they shot the arrow and it didn't hit the, the mark, you sinned. So it's interesting in religion when they're saying uh, you are mispracticing some virtues or values or you're transgressing you're sinning it's almost like you're you're missing the point you're you're missing the mark the whole concept of sinning um, like you mentioned you know um, just adding my two cents to it it's not like you trying to be a perfect human being it's more like if you're conscious of it and you know that that's not something that um, works in your favor or works for your spiritual progression, then you should address it. It's not like, okay, I'm, I sinned without me knowing that I sinned, therefore I'm going to hell. That's not how it works. It's like you are conscious. It's based on your consciousness. Were you aware that you were sinning? Were you aware that that was something that you shouldn't have done and then you still did it anyways? So the fact that people are like, oh, no, you're going to be judged based on your actions regardless and based on you either knowing or not knowing is insane to me. Like, how the hell are you supposed to know if you're doing something wrong if you don't know that you're doing something wrong? So it's it's bringing that consciousness into the factor as well. Like how how conscious were you? And if you weren't conscious enough, then I think that it, you're being judged on or not even judged. You know, it just being you yourself. Once you you pass on to the the next room or you pass on, you you judge yourself. It's not like God is judging you or, or there's something that judges you. It's based on you. You judge yourself. Did I do enough? Did I Was I worthy enough? Was Did I do the, the things necessary for my progression, for the progression of my lineage? Wh was I enough? And then you go based on that because ultimately we sign up for these things. We sign up for, for every single life that we have and what we go through is based on us, ultimately just on us. If you want to reincarnate and be in corporate America 24-7 and come back, you know, 100 lifetimes, that's what you're going to, that's what you're going to be in. That's what you want to um, achieve. That's, that's the goal that you want to achieve. But once you become a, a source of energy when you pass away, it's like you want to achieve the collectiveness. You want to be able to feel the connection with someone else. You want to be able to help others achieve that that same the same um, the same realization that life is just that simple. 
because I, I know like for example my spiritual awakening in the beginning I wanted to wake up everyone and I think that's a mistake that we all do, that we all have that once we start our spiritual awakening we want everyone to wake up like, hey wake up wake up like find out about this hey wake up like look at this like you need to realize that you're you're sleeping and some people are not ready for that and it's not for you to actually start waking people up it's just for you to like lend a hand once they are waking up and that was one of my mistakes that I was like always like trying to implement my own beliefs into into someone else and I realized that I was in the wrong when I realized that I was doing exactly what religion is doing because religion implements their beliefs on you. No, you're wrong. Look how you how wrong you are. You're you're sleeping, therefore this is the right way to go. So me me doing such a thing like hey, you should be more spiritual because this because of that was just me doing the same thing that religion is doing. That was part of my first awakenings. And now it was like, if you want to be spiritual, I'm all for it. I'm here for you. You let me know. I work at your pace. What you, what you uh, said earlier that struck a, a chord with me that I, I loved it was like, God doesn't judge us. We judge ourselves kind of thing. It reminded me of this article that I read uh, recently that was saying that uh, doctors, this is another thing. Uh, I, I love the topic of science matching spirituality. It's always like a... Like a, like a yes, like a total, like a big time yes inside of me. It's just awesome because when both come together, it's such an awesome combination. It's a great marriage and uh, also like a, a victory for me because I feel like everybody who's trying to combat, there's a, there's a group of like individuals who are just hating on religion and there's a group of religionists just hating on anybody who's non-religionist. And I think like I'm always trying to seek what can unite the people. And I think once religion and... Uh, uh, science or spirituality and science comes together it's like there you go guys why y'all fighting for it but uh recently i read this article that was saying like how doctors were uh monitoring brain activity and people who were dying and they were saying that like moments after brain because uh, medically you're considered dead once you have no more heart and brain activity anymore the readings are dead that's it well apparently once that is done there's still some uh like I think it was like seconds after the brain activity is com almost completely done, there's a part of your brain that deals with memory, and that's like, like flashing. So they were saying like that is actually showing signs that you're having some form of like a like a memory flash. So in other words, your your life is flashing before your eyes. It reminded me of stories I've heard of people having uh, near death experiences where you're literally like you're dead, and your life is flashing before your eyes. But these people come back though. And what they describe in those moments is that not only are they remembering their life, they are remembering things that they did and what people felt in correlation to that. So it's almost like they're simultaneously experiencing their own life, but the reactions they had on people. So in, like, you know, you're, you're feeling the times that you shared love with people. You're feeling the times that you transgressed on people and the, the way that they felt. So it's like, you kind of are judging yourself. God is not judging you. You're judging you. Because if imagine if we all, uh, which is what I like to shoot out sometimes to people, imagine if we lived in a, in a society where we were all psychic. And not only can we hear each other's thoughts, we can feel each other's emotions. You know, um, we have a different like language all of a sudden. It's not just limited to a verbal communication. Our, our communication will probably be a combination of images in our head, 
feelings and uh, and just thoughts and if we had that type of society it would totally radicalize how we conduct with one another we would have to be honest with each other we would have to you know there's no more lying because we would know immediately when you're not so in those past or is it in that moment of of like uh what is it life flashing before your eyes kind of thing these people come back and literally are just describing that i felt everything that i did to people i felt the love that i shared i felt everything and i now am back realizing who i am and now i'm awoken and i will not do those things anymore and whatever but uh, that that's interesting i i love science but i love spirituality too and when i discuss any any topic i always have to be like too uh double mindsetted there's uh i can present what i believe uh, or what i think based on my personal truth my personal truth usually involves like the metaphysical and the, the paranormal and these are very subjective things these are things that i believe in can, can they be proven not nah. but then there's the incontrovertible truth these are things that you yourself can research and experiment yourself and see for yourself that this is just what it is and when it comes down to uh, spirituality though I actually argue that your personal truth can be imbued with uh, aspects of the paranormal and spirituality it just requires that you exercise you know you gotta you gotta jump into it um, like uh, for me for example I said I was very much intrigued by the paranormal reality my experimentation into the paranormal reality didn't start until I actually consciously asked the universe to bring that upon me and just like you said earlier manifestations of the universe don't happen upon your beckoning it actually comes about when you least expect it and that's kind of the way it worked for me so much of my experiences of the weird of the unexplainable were always very much like I asked for it although uh, when it did come I was realized I was biting more than what I could chew there, there, these experiences are way more shocking and, uh, and buck wild than what we can consciously handle because you can't explain it, It's not science can't explain these things because sometimes you feel like it's just a dream sometimes you're like oh I had a, a really bad nightmare but once you're conscious enough to be like no that was actual something there because your your mind actually forces you to not believe it because the actual reality of it, it seems so much more scarier than, than you just saying, you know what, it was just a dream. It's so much easier to cope with it saying it's a dream. Um, because I've had those experiences and I was like, there's no freaking way that was real. And then I look up all these things that, that it actually means and, and then it makes sense. Like, no, it was not a dream. It was not a dream. It was something real. It's just that... I didn't understand that that was such a thing and that could actually happen. It's completely up to you and you having the ability to not imagine it, but you actually being like accepting that it is actually something that you're seeing. Because a lot of people don't, since they don't get validation on the things that they're experiencing, because either they don't have a mentor or they don't have someone that is guiding them enough, that is knowledgeable enough to understand what they're going through. Said. When I discuss spirituality generally with people, I, I, I now don't discuss the, the, the weird, the fantastical anymore with people anymore, like I used to, um, because that can throw them off. I do have people treating that more like an entertainment purpose thing, when in reality it's not. Like, to me, to me that aspect of spirituality deserves its respect. 
Um, I treat it with respect. I used to treat it as entertainment, but now I treat it more with a with a fervent respect that it deserves. Because once you're experiencing that stuff, oh, it's not it's not fun no more. You think it's all fun and games until you see stuff moving around your house, or you see that shadow thing moving in the corner of your eye, and ah, suddenly it's not fun no more. But when I discuss spirituality with people, I like to discuss what uh, what benefits you psychologically. Uh, not only you psychologically, it needs to be like a double-fold uh, benefit where you are benefiting from it, and as a result, others around you are benefiting because the goal is we're uniting as a people. We're all healing as a as a unit. And as a society, as a global, as a planet, healing starts in your home. So uh, when you dig into spirituality, uh, you have to um, like tackle it from a psychological standpoint. For me, it, it involved digging into the literature, digging into the Bible or whatever scripture or whatever religion, and taking from that what you can to help you get over your old traumas, to get over, you know, it's that shadow work that you were describing before, get over the childhood thing that happened that that person did to you or that that event that occurred at that stage of your life that has propelled you towards so much hardships in your adulthood and uh, get over that stuff shift your feelings and your emotions on that shift that narrative stop playing that story in such a way that it now will contribute to another problem two years down the line create a new future and for me uh, discussing spirituality with people is just that, you know. So when I talk to them about spirituality, most of the time it will revolve that type of, of material. Now, if they want to get into the weird, uh, we'll get into the weird. That'll be another episode, though. But <laughs> most of the time, though, spirituality for me is just that. It's the it's like the development of of your psyche, and beyond that, the rest of it is just a rabbit hole go as far as you want well alex it was such a great conversation um having with you about the spiritual awakening and i hope this leaves everyone hungry for not just one awakening but multiple awakenings and just researching up the the things that they they feel like they're intrigued in and just further themselves into their spiritual awakening and their higher self. So I really do appreciate you coming on board and agreeing to um, joining the podcast. I'm very grateful that you have. And this is the start of other episodes, I guess you could say, because I feel like throughout the conversation, I'm already writing down like an episode on this, an episode on that, an episode on this. <laughs> and then we could dig into so much more from there. Thank you so much once again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is the first time I've ever done this, um, and it, it was fun. Uh, I look forward to doing this again. There's just so many topics to discuss in so little time. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you guys need to reach out to me, please send me a direct message on Instagram at M-A-Y-R-A-O-S-O-L-I-S. Thank you guys once again, and have a good one.